0: And good morning to you, Tucson, and all of southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030K VOI, The Voice, the in-depth news conversation and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. And uh, to to most everybody, uh, I would say happy Friday. But to our friends listening, to you, Matt Neely, I say Happy Tie Friday, which is what we call Friday on this show, and I know you're wearing yours. I got to get mine this weekend at the TMA Artisans uh, Spring Market. Uh, but Matt Neely, your bola Tie looks good,
1: sir. Thank you. Uh, happy Tie Friday <laughs> to you, Zach. This, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for this idea, and uh, uh, we made it through the week, and uh, it's we time to time to get ready for the weekend.
0: I'm just thankful our listeners last week reminded us what the heck we decided to call Friday. <laughs> you and what? I were told us what we you said. You and I uh ashamedly had come up with Boletai Friday and on Friday last week we couldn't remember what we were calling today. Um but uh tie Friday it is and I will be donning a bolet tie uh before you know it. Bingo. So there's a there's a there's an inside story to that. We won't get into that today, but uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll tell our listeners again, Matt, one day why we're doing Boletai Friday. But uh we made it it's been a good week. Thanks for being with us here, and uh, our goal is to make the week uh, easier and more informed and uh, appreciate you listening. Full show today, Matt. I told you it's going to be a, uh, a, a whirlwind, uh, but uh, uh, I know we're ready for it. We're going to kick off in a minute with Monique Whitney uh, from Pharmacists United for Truth. And transparency, we're going to spend some time asking and getting her perspective on why are pharmaceutical medications, uh, why are the costs of those prescription medications being driven up so high? We'll get her view on that. And then at 1030, buckle up, we are going to head... Uh, via our live line to Austin, Texas for the kickoff of South by Southwest. We'll be with the University of Arizona team out there talking with some of the speakers going through the Wonder House uh, as uh, they introduce Tucson and the University of Arizona to the cultural and tech mecca that is Austin. So full fun show today. Let's jump right in. Call in our live line right now, 520-790-2040. Is Monique Whitney? Monique, thanks for being with us on this uh, Friday and making some time for our listeners. How are you?
2: I'm well, thank you. Good morning. It's wonderful to be here. I was just listening to your conversation and thinking that I'm old enough to remember my great-granddad always wore bowler ties. So <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about those in, in years. That's awesome. But it thank is you. the thanks it is the
0: official me. state network and state neckwear of Arizona. So so good on him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he knew something back then. So yes, yeah, so so uh, I am very happy to be here, and and you know, so I have so much to say about uh, prescription drug pricing and, and why it looks the way it does. I <clears throat> I will uh, do my best to distill it down so that I, I don't spill way over into the rest of the time of the show
3: today.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, we've got you for a couple of segments. Let's start high level. And uh, drill down real quick. Give give me the the fast pitch for what is Pharmacists for, uh, United for Truth and Transparency P U T T. It's a nonprofit advocacy organization. Uh, what, what what do y'all focus on? What is your mission on this topic?
2: Oh, happy to tell you, and also happy to let you know you can just call us Putt, like like you do at golf. Putt.
0: I was uh. going to, so, but I, I was going to let you say it first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know it's it's probably always more polite to do it that way, right? <laughs> yeah. So so Putt was founded uh, ten years ago actually, and it was one of the one of the founders was here in Arizona. It's a national nonprofit, but it was founded by by small business pharmacy owners, uh, and the reason for that is because small business pharmacy Providers, just like small business doctors, anyone who's independent, not part of a conglomerate, they started seeing uh, really questionable practices coming down from the insurance side. Practices that, you know, things like like uh, copays getting higher, but uh, the pharmacies themselves n- not even being reimbursed at the full cost that it took that it to acquire the drug. So they were getting, you know, reimbursed below the cost of acquiring the drug that they were dispensing. Meanwhile, they were watching patients pay more and more and health plans presumably also paying more and more because the way that our system works, you have the health plan which pays the lion's share of the drug cost and then you have the patient who pays whatever their their share is, right? So there was that and then there was uh, convenient little clauses inside contracts that prevented pharmacists from even being able to tell a patient if there's a lower cost. But still therapeutically equivalent drug available to them. They were they couldn't tell a patient that. So that that was outlawed in 2018. Putt was behind all of not all of it, but a whole lot of the media coverage that came out in two thousand eighteen, Putt was behind. So so small nonprofit, a true five oh one C three, our purpose is to educate and to advocate and, and we, we work on a few levels. We we work at the patient and employer level. It's extremely important that patients and their the people who pay the other side of their benefits understand what's mm-hmm. happening, but also at the legislative level. Mostly at the state level, because states move faster than the federal government, but we do work with other pharmacy organizations at the federal level as well.
0: We're with Monique Whitney, the Executive Director of PUT. Uh, Monique, a couple minutes on this side of our first break, and we have another segment with you. Uh, g- give me a, a few quick examples of uh, some tactics that, that you see being used to drive up the costs of prescription medications. We have a lot of listeners who need them, who use them, are seeing the costs go up. What are some of the insider tactics that you guys keep your eyes on here?
2: Well, a big one is drug rebates, and there's been some attention given to that recently. Rebates to everyday consumers like us are a lot like you buy a TV and you get a rebate check back. It works the same way, but what happens is that rebate check, which is supposed to go back to the, the patient's health plan payer, uh, doesn't all go back. That rebate goes back to the, the insurance company and specifically the pharmacy benefit manager, who is the, the as it says, the manager of the pharmacy benefit. Uh, but the rebate gets factored in year after year into the price of the drug. And what happens is you get in this escalating cycle where the price goes up because it's a cost of doing business. And so last year's rebate becomes this year's next price increase. And that just keeps happening to the point that you start seeing, for example, it's been well-publicized that the price of insulin has gone up, you know, 2,000% Mm -hmm. in just a matter of a few years. That's why. That's why that's happening. Although the net price, and this is also well-publicized, has remained flat. The manufacturer's still charging and making what they made 10 years ago but the patient is paying significantly more. and the reason is, and the difference is because of these rebates. So that's one. Another is spread pricing, which is basically the insurance company adding a markup to the drugs that they bill back to the health plan. That then causes premiums to go up uh, because the health plans are paying more and more and more. And the you know, the pharmacy benefit manager who has gone to all this trouble to negotiate these so-called low prices through these rebates is now then, passing on their own spread in addition to these higher costs to the, the, the plan and the patient. So that's just two examples. There's, there's others. There's lots and lots of ways that these <laughs> revenue streams get generated, but those are two of the most, um, wow. I, I would say, public-facing.
0: Monique, this is so interesting and and also over my head in a way, which is why I'm glad to be having this conversation to learn more about it. On the other side of the break, I want to talk about what are some of the bills and legislation that is looking to combat some of these. And then I want our listeners to know what are some of the common medications that may uh, be uh, subjected to these markups. But real fast, if people want to deep dive with you off this show, you have your own show called The PuttCast. And I imagine That's people can right. go find that uh, anywhere. Anywhere good podcasts are sold, Monique. Where where can people find you?
2: <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, so so you'll find us on. So there's something called the Pharmacy Podcast Network. If you really love pharmacy, go there. But but we're on uh, on Apple. We're on uh, iHeart Media. We're, all the all the mainstream places where you can find your podcasts, we are there as well.
0: Super. Monique Whitney will be back after a short break. Listeners, don't go anywhere. We will recap uh, this topic and, and where we go from here. Don't forget, you'll want to buckle up at the bottom of the hour. We are going to head to Austin, Texas to talk with the team there, presenting the sound, sights, colors, and smarts of the Sonoran Desert to South by Southwest, the cultural tech mecca that is Austin. We'll be right back after a short break here on Tipping Point, 1030 The Voice.
1: local news and talk 1030 The Voice
0: Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order
4: Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in Greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team.
0: Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need. And in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com.
1: Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for The Tom Sullivan Show on 1030. KVOI, The Voice.
0: We're back, Tucson, and all of southern Arizona. You're listening to Tipping Point. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. This segment of the show is sponsored by Little Love Burger. They opened downtown last fall, and they're serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, ice cream milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. You can follow them on social media at Little Love Burger. And when you go uh, just a few doors down from the Rialto Theater downtown Tucson, mention that you heard about them here on this show, Tipping Point with Zach Yenser, for a one percent discount off your next order. We're with Monique Whitney to kick us off this morning on the show, Executive Director of PUT, Pharmacists United for Truth and transparency Uh, and we talked a little bit about what are some of the tactics that are being used currently uh, by individuals in the business to drive up the cost of prescription medications that uh, many of you listening need and are using Uh, and need the costs and the prices to be as low as possible. Monique, here in Arizona, of course, uh, our Senator Kirsten Sinema has been working on prescription drug pricing. Uh, What what are some of the bills and legislation at either the state or the federal level uh, that looks to combat the practices of pharmacy benefit managers who are driving up the costs of these prescription medications?
2: there you know there are a few thankfully now there for the longest time there weren't locally here in Arizona we're working on a bill uh, SB 1161 which is specific to a practice called patient steering which is where a uh, pharmacy benefit manager, manager a PBM or an insurance owned pharmacy and and a great big example of this is CVS pharmacies because they are owned by the largest pharmacy benefit manager uh, Caremark and CVS Health they try to direct patients to their own pharmacies. They do this under the promise of uh, savings on your, your drug, which may be you know, true for you temporarily at the pharmacy counter, but will not be true for your health plan at the end of the year. So we're working on a bill that prevents patient-steering, but, but a specific kind of patient-steering. The one that's deceptive, the one where you, the patient, get a letter that says your pharmacy is no longer in network, and you, if you keep using your pharmacy, and they'll, they'll tell you specifically your pharmacy, you know, on 321 Main Street, if you keep going there, your prices will go up. So, so And then, it's, of course, it's not true. So And patients don't know that, so they switch, and then they find out later, and it, it's just a mess,
3: and wow. it's frightening
2: for patients. So That's we're so trying predatory. to stop that. It, it's, it's quite predatory. And then there's another one, uh, another part of our bill, which stops a practice called white bagging. Uh, this is very important to patients who require you know, infusion treatments. if you're a cancer patient or a rheumatology patient, you depend on the, the care of your physician and getting that treatment in their office. And what's been happening is that PBMs have stepped in and said, oh, it's too expensive, we need you to go to our infusion pharmacy, which is, you know, ostensibly fine, except that the reason you have your doctor there with that therapy is so that they can monitor the treatment. And if you're responding to the treatment, if you're not responding to the treatment and you're not getting this treatment under the care of your doctor... That presents some serious health concerns, so, so we're working to end that. And there, there are bills by, like that, by the way, all over the country. We've had some really good ones passed in, in states like Louisiana and Texas. Uh, New York has passed an interesting one that would make uh, insurers fiduciaries. That means they would have to become financially responsible to the plan payers and not to themselves, which is what they currently are. As far as at the federal level, there's something called the Fair Pricing Act, which was introduced by Ron Wyden and Chuck Grassley back in 2020, and it has been revised. And then there's a series of other bills that are also uh, being introduced but haven't gotten much traction. Raphael Warnock out of Georgia has introduced a bill that would cap the price of insulin, and they're working to get support on that. So, So things are happening. There's plenty of opportunity for... Uh, for, you know, patients and taxpayers to get involved. We're really grateful to Senator Cinema because she does care and she is looking at it. And, and you know, we're, just, we're optimistic. You know, she's got a particular kind of leadership that's pragmatic and problem-oriented. And so we're, you know, we're, we're optimistic with her, you know, on, on, with this on her radar. It should go better than it has gone anyway in the past.
0: Monique Whitney is with us, the Executive Director of PUT. Again, if you just joined us, Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency. Monique, we've been talking about um, how folks uh, in the business called pharmacy benefit managers use a couple of tactics. We talked about those to drive up the costs of prescription medications. We just talked about some legislation that is being used to tackle those problems. Uh, I want to make this really tangible to uh, I know so many of our listeners today listening live uh, for whom this is, um, this is particularly relevant. Uh, what are some of the more common medications that you have seen uh, PBMs, those pharmacy benefit managers, markup we mentioned insulin give it give us a couple more examples
2: okay i was like where to start on this one? this all broke open. <laughs> oh so the
0: list is not 90. small okay that's good right. to know. <laughs> right.
2: no 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 what's really what's really fascinating is that anybody can actually get on what's called the nadac price list the national average drug acquisition cost price list it's, it's publicly available and you can see what's called the ingredient cost but for, for people like you and me that's what does it cost per pill for for this drug, and what are you being charged, you know, per for this same drug? But uh, some of the more egregious examples are ones like um, I'm looking right now at an example for imatinib, which is a cancer drug, and you know we had a, a case out of Arkansas where the the drug is the, the pharmacy was reimbursed $450. The drug was right around four hundred and fifty dollars. But but what the plan got charged was six thousand six hundred dollars for this for this thirty day supply of this drug. So every single month somebody was paying sixty six hundred dollars when they could have been paying, you know, four hundred and fifty dollars. So that's that's one example. Uh we did talk about, about insulin. Um that's the one that, that I, I'm infuriated the most by because it's this is a not a this is not a drug you get to choose. <laughs> you need right. this if you are an insulin user, and you know, we're talking about a drug that—that that at least at Humalog, which is a brand, it's $135. But by the time it gets to the patient, it's it's $594. Mm-hmm. That's a substantial markup. $432 of that is mm-hmm. going to the PBM. So another example of that. Most. Um, the drugs that are most likely to get targeted for high spread pricing are going to be your specialty drugs. So they're the ones, if you are somebody who has a chronic condition and it, it's expensive, like unfortunately anybody with um, with cancer, with, uh, rheumatology patients, uh, hemophilia patients, anyone even uh, these days, even though we've had wonderful treatment and great progress with HIV, even even in that realm, it's still a specialty area where although there's a prevalence of medications and it should not be as expensive as it is, it's still subject to great markup. So the, what they call that specialty pharmacy, which is one place where when, if you're subjected to specialty pharmacy, be aware something is probably going on there. But the same is also going on with behavioral health medicines, uh, statins. I, you know, We were talking with a manufacturer last year who decided not to go through PBMs anymore. Their, their drug, which is a very good statin. They could have sold it for a dollar a pill and been very comfortable. By the time they were working through the American PBM system, because they're they're out of Canada, they're not here. It was over eight dollars a pill, mm-hmm. and they, their attitude—and this is so rare—their attitude was: "We like making money, but we don't like making money like that. We just want people to have our medicine." We, you know, they they were finding that it wasn't just that they had to pay these rebates that drove the you know the cost of the pill up eight hundred percent. It was also that there were these um, what they call fail first protocols. So a patient would have to fail on four other statins before they could get access to this one. So they said, forget it. We'll sell directly uh, through through pharmacies, and that's what they're now doing. And it'd be great if other, you know, drug makers would also do that. But to get on a patient's plan formulary, the drug manufacturer has to pay. They have to pay to play and that's where those rebates mm-hmm. come in. So you wanna be on that drug formula, well you gotta pony up, my friend. So well, that's our system and that's why it's so expensive. That is why yeah. drugs are more expensive in the US. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. That's why they're more expensive in the US than anywhere else in the world. It's
0: my goodness. it's frustrating. It is. Monique Whitney, we could go another hour on this, but we're uh, bumping up against the bottom of the hour news breaks. Maybe we put a pin in it there. would love to have you back on. I think this is important, relevant stuff of interest uh, to uh, many of those listening. Monique, truthrx.org is where people can go and find out more about the work of Putt, Pharmacists United for Truth and Transparency. Also, uh, the Puttcast, a podcast focusing on on the pharmacy industry. Are those the best two places to start, Monique?
2: Those are, and we keep uh, updated information on our website. Uh, Contact information is there. If anyone ever has a question, they can reach me through the website, and I will gladly talk with them or connect them to any one of my board members. We appreciate you so much for for giving us the time and the opportunity to to share about this. It's little known, and people should Mm -hmm. know.
0: Well, absolutely, and my thanks back to you for shedding some light on this. Monique, have a great weekend. Let's do this again soon, and uh, stay safe out there.
3: Thank you. You too.
0: Thanks, Monique. When we come back, we're going to head live to Austin, Texas. We'll talk with the U of A team there, showing the sights, sounds, colors, and smarts of the Sonoran Desert to South by Southwest. We'll be right back
1: on Tipping Point. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Barry. <laughs>
4: Hey, you. If you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team.
5: Helping you make better money decisions is what The Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice.
0: And we're back, Tucson and all of southern Arizona. Good morning to you live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Genser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice, daily in-depth news, conversation and talk about the people ideas and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach sir and we're going to cut now right away live to the cultural and tech mecca that is Austin, Texas, and the South by Southwest event back after COVID uh, to talk with the Tucson team from the University of Arizona, bringing the sights, sounds, colors, and smarts of the Sonoran Desert to South by Southwest. And now with us is Holly Jensen, the vice president of communications for the University of of Arizona from the Wonder House at the uh, in Austin, Texas. Holly Jensen, how is it going? Good to be with you.
3: Hey, good morning, Zach. Well, it is really cold here in Austin this morning. <laughs> it's kind of hampering our hampering our plans, but it is beautiful, oh, and no. we're so excited to be here.
0: So, so I, I know I let in with a few sentences uh, about what you're doing there, but tell us a little bit about South by Southwest and why you and the team from the University of Arizona are there. Why is the U of A at South by Southwest?
3: Well, the U of A is at South by Southwest to really show how the arts and science and higher education can form and change the world. And we are super excited because we've taken over the Fogo de Chao here on the corner of Trinity and Third, right across the street from the convention center. We have prime location to really highlight the best of what Tucson has to offer. We brought in desert plants and talks about space and technology and water preservation and conservation and AI and everything that we you know, truly believe is going to shape the future of, of our world.
0: Holly, the uh, the campaign that the University of Arizona has been branding around is, is uh, Wonder Makes Us. I think I got that right. Uh, and where y'all are at for the next few days is called the Wonder House. And uh, give us a, a kind of a quick idea of what some of the sights and sounds and colors and smarts of the Sonoran Desert that are going to be located in this building For people all around the world who come to austin texas for south by uh get to use and see to experience our amazing community
3: oh zach it's really incredible as i said we're right across the street and i'm standing out here right now with jessica gonzalez who is our mural artist for the Wonder Campaign. And she's painting a live mural right on the street as we speak. And it is a 30-foot mural. We've had to make some uh, a few little changes because of the wind and the rain. But you're going to see this beautiful thing. And the University of Arizona has really taken over the entire corner. We've got a, the house wrapped in Wonder. We've got a podcast studio that looks out into the street. We've got... Um, interactive displays, we have a surround scape, which is 365 degrees of um, huge uh, video walls where we're going to have these presentations on things like Osiris Rex. We have a virtual reality presentation on being able to go inside what it looks like to be uh, an audience of one to watch an opera live and really see what that's like. And then we have these beautiful scapes of Um, that you can stand in the middle of as if you're in a monsoon storm. So it's really incredible. And while I'm here, I'd really love for you to talk to Jessica about this mural because it's very, very beautiful.
0: I love this live. I mean, this is live, and we're walking around this space with Holly Jensen, the VP of Communications for the University of Arizona. We'll get to speak to a couple of the speakers who are presenting Tucson's best uh, one of them, Jessica, uh, good to talk to you, and a 30-foot mural, uh, can you give us a little view verbally of what you're doing over there?
6: Hi, yeah, um, so I have created a, a mural that kind of encompasses a bit of what makes Tucson special, and also the the energy behind um Kind of gaining knowledge, having the desire to learn new things and explore things that you're passionate about, and just what it's like to, to get to, um, you know, be sort of involved in learning more about those topics and, uh, and growing as a person. So um, the mural itself features um, a woman by the name of Paige Blaine, who is also a U of A alum from the College of Arts. We went to school together and uh, it's uh, she's got, in the body of her, you see some cactus, some saguaro, some very iconic Sonoran Desert plant life. And then, of course, there's a mountain, too. Mm. So, yeah.
0: I love it. And, and does that mural stay there, or does this get to come back uh, here to Tucson? Do we get to see it back here, or plan unknown yet? <laughs>
6: it's definitely coming back it's a mobile mural so it's a a big piece of canvas that's stretched um on a frame right now and it'll travel back to tucson and um and i will hopefully get a chance to finish it since we had to crop it a little bit here and yeah I, i i hope it will be on display somewhere at some point but no no solid plans yet
0: very cool Holly Jensen, I uh, th- thanks for walking us through kind of where you're at. It was great to talk with Jessica. Now, I think we have coming up, if it all is working to plan, Danny uh, Della Gustiana, uh with the Osiris Rex Project. Is that still uh, on the docket, Holly, Absolutely. for us?
3: Absolutely. I'm walking you in right now, Zach. Love it. If you can hear, it's pretty lively in here. Yes. We're walking through. And Danny is actually practicing her talk as we speak in this soundscape. So I am gonna grab her right now and put you on with her. Give me one second. All right, here uh, you go.
0: Amazing.
6: Hi, this is Danny.
0: Danny Della Gastiana. it's good to be with you. Assistant Professor, Deputy, Principal Investigator of Osiris, the Osiris Rex Project. You are one that's of the speakers, <laughs> that's you. You're one of the speakers that will be presenting about one of the many facets of our of our region. Give us a little taste of what you're gonna be sharing at your talk later on.
6: Yeah, so um, OSIRIS-REx is NASA's first asteroid sample return mission, and it is a PI-led mission out of the University of Arizona. So we did a lot of the mission um, planning and science work at at the university in Tucson, um, I'll be talking about the kind of the challenges that we encountered as part of Osiris-Rex uh, today. Because when we built and designed the Osiris-Rex spacecraft, we thought uh, our asteroid Bennu would look quite a bit different than it turned out uh, looking like, and so it required a lot of on-the-fly replanning and pivoting to capture a sample of Bennu, and uh, it's on its way back to Earth right now. Um, it'll be uh, dropped off more or less in Utah in 2023. So we're getting ready to do a lot of sample analysis uh, on that. that um, this it's basically a piece of asteroid dust.
0: For sure. No, that's amazing. And yeah, I, I always amazed to find out that NASA's OSIRIS-REx mission, which you were part of, was designed without the exact knowledge of the asteroid surface. So when it got there in 2018, like you said the it had to it was very different than what was predicted, but still a successful mission uh, and I've had this conversation with Holly, Danny, and so much on this show. The University of Arizona is a top notch institution globally on astronomy and space exploration and space research, even beyond osiris Rex, Danny, anything you wanna promote or plan to promote to the audience there listening to you. Uh, about the just absolute strength this university flexes on this issue.
6: Yeah, well, it's it's so incredible because I, one of one of the key strengths and the thing that makes us really unique as a as a university and a learning institution is that we incorporate students into these big exploration programs like like NASA's Osiris Rex. So. As an example, I was actually an undergraduate at the University of Arizona in the early 2000s, and that's how I first got introduced to um, the mission concept and eventually you know, worked my way up um, from a, a student worker to um, uh, an assistant scientist and then an associate scientist and event- eventually the, the deputy principal investigator. But I'm just one example. Um, our principal investigator, Dante Loretta, also was at the U of A and mm. many of our engineering staff. Uh, our, our alumni as well. So, I mean, we, we really have, I think, fulfilled part of our goal as a, as a learning center of uh, training the next generation. And we, we look forward to that. Um, OSIRIS-REx might be going to another asteroid uh, in the next couple years to study uh, a, new, uh, a new object. And you know, students will be a big part of that as well.
0: I love it. Holly knows this. I'm on a uh, I'm on a special soapbox right now of getting Tucson known as the Space City of the Southwest. And I think for, uh, in a very odd way, it's starting to work. More people talk about Tucson as the space city uh, of the Southwest because of so many of the incredible things that that you just mentioned. Danny, I know we had to pull you off stage. You're practicing your talk for later today um, at the Wonder House, but thanks for stepping off stage live here with us uh, for a few moments to share about your experience in aerospace and astronomy and research here and uh, what you're going to present to the the tech um, mecca that is Austin and, and South by Southwest. So, Danny, good luck later on today, and thanks for being with us.
6: Yeah, my pleasure. Here's Holly. you back.
0: I love that white noise in the background. This, this is, is as live as it, as it can get. Holly, uh, uh, I told Matt, our operator here, to strap in. I told our listeners to strap in. This was going to be fast-moving. I know we're about to go to a break. <laughs> In the yeah. meantime, you're going to be navigating over to Janos Wilder, who is not I an am. unfamiliar name to our listeners, to talk with us on the other side about gourmet insects. Should we leave it hanging yeah. right there?
3: Yeah. Oh, we are okay. so excited, Sounds by the way, Zach.
0: Holly made a promise to me, and I'm going to see if she's going to keep <laughs> her promise on the other side of the break. I lied, that's my cliffhanger That's my cliffhanger (laughs) Uh,
3: All right, I got it I'm going to keep that promise to you Zach, I promise
0: I am so excited Holly Jensen is the VP of Communications for the University of Arizona leading a team uh, co-leading a team from the University of Arizona to present what makes us great to Austin and the world that comes to Austin for South by Southwest We'll be right back after a short break Much more on the other side, don't go anywhere
1: The Voice, Tucson's trusted local news and talk.
0: Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. org to get your tickets now. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need. And in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com.
1: time with Devin and her team. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. This is Bill Buckmaster, Pima County Health Director, Dr. Cullen, at noon on 1030, Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk.
0: And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona, you're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser here on AM 1030, KVUI The Voice, and we're gonna head back live to Austin, Texas this morning joining the university of arizona team uh, bringing the sights sounds colors and smarts of the sonoran desert to south by southwest and the cultural and tech mecca that is austin showing us off to the world and our guide this morning live, as you can hear in the background, is Holly Jensen, the VP of Communications for the University of Arizona. Holly, thank you for walking us through the space and introducing us to a few people along the way. This is a lot of fun, but probably not as much fun as you're having live there. It sounds great.
3: Zach, this is a really incredible opportunity for us here at the University of Arizona. And I'm currently standing here with Gadi Davidowitz, and Janos Wilder, where we are going to talk about with you about sustainability and how focused we are at the university and how there are other ways to think about how we treat this world and what we're doing. And as promised, we're going to go through. Uh, Janos has cooked us up some delicious grasshopper tacos, and we are going to eat them for you. But first, I would really love for you to talk to Gagi about, about his project and why this is mm-hmm. so important to us.
0: I love it. Gagi, thanks for making time for us. I know it's a it's a busy time of preparation for later in the day, but Tucson, Arizona in 2015, of course, we all know, became the first UNESCO city of gastronomy designated in the United States. It will always be the best city of gastronomy. I don't care who else gets added to that list. But by 2050, humans, uh, according to you, will experience a giant food gap. Uh, tell us about that and uh, and what you're going to share later on today on behalf of the University of Arizona.
1: Yeah, by 2050, the uh, world will reach a population of 9 billion
2: people. And that's a tipping point where we simply cannot feed that many people. So um, the world is looking for alternatives, different ways um, to produce food. One of those is insects. Insects are highly nutritious. Um, They are uh, orders of magnitude more sustainable than vertebrate livestock. Um, So at the University of Arizona, we have a research program um, to develop technologies uh, that people can use to grow insects.
0: Amazing. And uh, is that where uh, we enter in Chef Janos Wilder who takes that idea to what we hear today are grasshopper tacos? Is that what I heard?
2: (laughs) That is what you heard, yes. And I'm staring right at them.
0: <laughs> I told Holly. Holly said this might be happening. I said, Holly, if it happens, you have to eat one, and I want to hear the crunch really close to the <laughs> to the to the microphone. Uh, okay. Chef Chef Janos Wilder, how did we get from Gogi's uh, research to a grasshopper Hi, Zach. taco? Here. Yes, sir. Zach? Yes, how go are you? ahead. Good, good to hear from you again.
5: Yeah. So we've got some grasshopper tacos here. So I think, I, I, I think that the told me that the reason we're doing this is because grasshoppers and insects are going to change the world. They're going to save the world. And so that's why we made these today, to demonstrate that the things that people don't normally think they like, they actually can like. I've been doing this mm. my entire career. I've been putting things on, on my menus that people kind of think, oh, I don't know about that, and then they eat them, and they think they're just wonderful because one, I know how to cook, and two, people are afraid of the things that they're not used to. And so in grasshoppers and insects, that's sort of the dynamic. And in most of the world, people eat insects in the United States and Canada and Western mm. Europe. We really don't. Hmm. But we should be, and we will.
0: I love it. Well, to- when Holly when Holly mentioned this, I was my my eyebrow went up a little bit, but when I heard that they were going to be cooked by you and and I and <laughs> Chef Wilder, our, our listeners know you. You're an iconic chef in Tucson for many, many, many years. You need no introduction. I knew that these would be uh, good tacos. And Holly, we've got uh, Chef Wilder and Gaggy on with us for two more minutes. So I think it's time that uh, somebody over there takes a bite of oh, those I, crunchy I, Holly. grasshopper Holly, tacos. You know. Holly, step on up. <laughs>
5: Doing this by myself, um, so you want to put it on uh, speaker? All right, all right Holly, we're ready. Just so you know, behind the scenes, I've been giving them to that. guests. <laughs> oh, that's a nice insight. I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. Holly, how is it?
5: It is very delicious, Zach, with my mouth full. Scotty, go for it. Okay. Gaggy's oh, going there. in. Lime, butter, garlic, garlic. garlic, salt, and then with frijoles maniados oh Tortillas. Oh, my God. The tortillas i brought got from Tucson, the flour tortillas, that's what we make in Tucson. Guacamole, chiltapine salsa. Chiltapine oh, the chiltepin. genetic mother of all chilies. So, you know, and the grasshoppers, exactly how you might have Find the grasshoppers in Oaxaca, but I cook them in a style that you would find in the Zona Rosa in Mexico City. How they might eat, they might prepare antics with grasshoppers, and that stuff. Simple butter, lime juice, salt. There you go.
3: Zach, I'm not gonna lie. I would order these at a restaurant. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: Why well, let's hope let's hope that our listeners can try one of those before 2050 when it's an absolute necessity. Let's get used to them now. And uh, we'll have to get Chef Wilder to make us some uh, grasshopper tacos back in Tucson. <laughs> you,
5: you got it, Jack.
0: I love it. Goggy, Chef Wilder, I know you guys are. We pulled you off stage. Thanks so much for being with us. And thank you for the live crunchy bite uh, that you made sure Holly did for me of the of the grasshopper tacos. So thank you both. Good luck today. And uh Holly we'll, we'll we'll pull you back on to close this thing out. <laughs> if you're done eating the grasshopper tacos, that is.
3: I, I did, but I keep scooping up the little parts and eating I'm gonna bring I love you up.
0: <laughs> Don't forget this gets recorded for all the time, so uh, so you keep scooping up the little pieces. And <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh Holly, thank you for continuing to uh to walk us to walk us through uh, the space. Holly, any final words, highlights? Let's talk uh, about what's on tap the next few days for the University of Arizona at South By.
3: So Zach, we have a really incredible schedule lined up. We're gonna talk about space and touch and preservation and water. And we've got these incredible virtual reality spaces where you can walk through and see art and science itself. And I just hope that if anybody is in the Austin area, that they will come or that they will visit us at um, Arizona.edu SXSW, South by Southwest. And they can see this and we'll have videos posted for this today um, and throughout the rest of the weekend. So it is a real pleasure to be here and an honor for mm-hmm. the University of Arizona to bring cases of Tucson, all the way to Austin and showcase our beautiful city and our beautiful university.
0: I love it. And Holly, this is probably a great place as well to uh, highlight a major mastermind. There's so many hands on deck, um, but I know our friend Misha Harrison as well. I wanna shout out Misha, did a, a great job. Really, this is, I think, the first major time the University of Arizona has done something this big uh, in front of the world at South by Southwest in Austin. Isn't that right, uh, Holly? It is,
3: it is the very first time, you know, Zach, we had planned to come here in 2020, right? Um, but you know, the pandemic had hit. And so we've waited two full years to really showcase all of this. And none of this could have been done without Misha and our folks from the fine arts department, because really this is spectacular here. I mean, I can't even describe to you what it's like right now standing in front of this surround screen with a monsoon falling behind me on video. It is just incredible. And our ability to highlight the city of Tucson is really what's important to us here. Um, and we're hopeful that next year you can come broadcast live from here because I think we're going to do this every year and hope that we can bring the city and the county out and partner with us. Um, to highlight everything Tucson, not just specifically the University of Arizona.
0: I love it. Well, Holly, I know that this has been, uh, you know, things just kind of open for you guys over there. And and thank you for doing this live side-by-side with us here on this Friday morning uh, as you guys are kicking off South by Southwest. And thank you for presenting Tucson to the world. And I know the goal is that people give Tucson the first or second look that they haven't and through the university say, maybe this is where my big idea lives now going forward. That's the goal. Holly, arizona.edu forward slash SXSW. Again, is where people can, can watch and follow along this weekend, right?
3: That's right. We'll start posting videos this afternoon so they can see everything we see here cool. and feel everything we're feeling. And thank you for being it. such a great supporter.
0: Oh, this has been fun. Holly We uh, Holly Jensen has been with us, by the way, the VP of Communications for the University of Arizona. Holly, we'll cut you loose for now, but uh, we'll be in touch. Safe travels back and have fun out there.
3: Thanks, Zach. Thanks for you.
0: Absolutely. So that does it for us from Tucson and Austin this morning on Tipping Point with Zach Genser on AM 1030 KVY The Voice. Hugh <laughs> Hewitt's up next. Bill Buckmaster at noon. We'll be back. For the Monday Morning News Hour on Monday, Tucson, have a great weekend. Get out there, enjoy Tucson, and we'll see you on Monday. Take care.